Acts 2 On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then, what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages, as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, They're just drunk, that's all. Then Peter stepped forward with the eleven other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders and signs through him, as you well know. But God knew what would happen, and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grip. King David said this about him. I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope. For you will not leave my soul among the dead 
or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life, and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. Dear brothers, think about this. You can be sure that the patriarch David wasn't referring to himself, for he died and was buried, and his tomb is still here among us. But he was a prophet, and he knew God had promised, with an oath, that one of David's own descendants would sit on his throne. David was looking into the future and speaking of the Messiah's resurrection. He was saying that God would not leave him among the dead or allow his body to rot in the grave. God raised Jesus from the dead and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honour in heaven at God's right hand and the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us, just as you see and hear today. For David himself never ascended into heaven, yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honour at my right hand, until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God, and be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptised and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had, they sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. When I came to Charlotte to study on an exchange program many moons ago, Charlotte just seemed so different to London. I remember thinking that everything was so shiny and new looking, everything was clean looking, 
didn't seem like there was trash anywhere and there was just lots of glass and metal. And at that time, it may sound crazy, but the only skyscraper in London was all the way out into the east at the Docklands and it was called Canary Wharf. I remember being on the train, riding out to the burbs of London, looking over there and seeing the top of it just pulsating with some light to help the planes see that it was there and thinking, wow, it's all on its own. And now there are a ton of other skyscrapers that have completely changed the cityscape since I left there. Anyway, back to Charlotte. That city has totally changed since I first saw it. There are a lot more skyscrapers, some very cool ones. I think actually Charlotte has a beautiful skyline. And at nighttime, when all the buildings are lit up, it looks really attractive. So the photo for today's show is an aerial shot of downtown Charlotte. That's actually called Uptown Charlotte. I know, it's odd. The lay of the land rises up, and so folks back in the day going into Charlotte, the big city, had to go uptown. Anyway, however you want to call it, uptown, downtown, the Charlotte city-scape is really cool. And this aerial photo, I was just on a plane flying back home and the weather just happened to be perfect for photography. My window was clean. That's a big issue. (laughs) Usually if the window has just got junk on it, it can really mess up the pictures. And as luck would have it, I snapped a picture, not really even thinking about it. And that's what you see. And as I'm looking at it today, it reminds me of the photo from New York a few episodes back. The colours aren't quite the same. There's a lot more green because of all the trees. Charlotte has a ton of those. But that one that had Manhattan had blues and the kind of green water of the Hudson. This image just reminds me of that one. But off into the distance, instead of it being Lower Manhattan, you see Charlotte, North Carolina. And I just like how the interstate carries your view over to the skyscrapers. And that's the thing about being on an airplane. You never know what your view is going to be of. If I'd have been on the other side of the plane, I don't know what I really would have been looking at, but I was happy that that was my view that day. Well, as always, if you would like to download that photo, please visit ttlm.pictures. You can download any of the images from previous shows. And while you're there, if there's any that really strike a chord with you that you feel led to share, please do so on social media. It helps us spread the word and the beauty of God's world. So until next week, take care.